Welcome along to the 98 Not Out podcast. Uh, it's gone cold. It's the deepest of winters, uh, but I've got something that's going to warm your hearts and cheer you all up. Our guest this week is Mr. David Lloyd. Let's get into it. Bumble, how is it up north? Is it as cold as it is down in deepest, darkest Essex? I was just going to say it'll be degrees colder up here in North Yorkshire. It's just black. <laughs> Night here. There's no. I live. I live in a village, so there's no lights or anything. So I can't see. I just look out, and there's nothing. It's pitch black, and it's freezing cold, and there's a bit of frost. <laughs> right. Well, let's talk about pitch black. Not necessarily freezing cold, but let's take you back to 2000 and uh, a night in Karachi where England pulled off a famous win. Um, what are your memories about that night? I worked on that game, and it's as, as everybody says, there, there are two games of note that, that everybody would remember because it was so dark. And one I played in, which I think was 1971, it was Lancashire v Gloucester semi-final Gillette Cup at Old Trafford when, you know, we were going on at nine o'clock, we are still playing, there's no lights. Um, and, of course, that game at Karachi where... Um, it was Nasser Hussain's side and Steve Buckner was the umpire, wasn't he? Yes. And there was a lot of time-wasting going on. I could go on about time-wasting forever. Just, you know, they've got to implement the laws of the game. Time-wasting is in there. But Steve Steve Buckner, he, he decided that, that there was a lot of time-wasting going on by Pakistan and he kept them out there. And, and literally, fielders, you could tell, they, they, they couldn't actually see where the ball was. And, and England scraped in. It, it was a very famous victory. Um, it's always difficult to win in Pakistan. Um, and they pulled it off. So fast forward 22 years and um, under similarly gloomy conditions, not quite as bad, but um, England have done it again. Yeah, I mean, the, the game was on a low light, wasn't it, for a long time. And people reacted to the pitch you know very negatively about the pitch that had been prepared and Babarazam came out and said that um he wanted a pitch or he, he wanted the groundsman to prepare a spinning pitch the groundsman said i've i've done everything i've asked they said this is what they want and i've produced that pitch and and, and it's extraordinary that you know, Pakistan had a real rookie spin attack, if a spin attack at all. And I've seen some fabulous pitches in Pakistan, real good cricket pitches. And so this game just meandered along, but it was being pushed forward, pushing, pushing, pushing by Ben Stokes' England team and going at six and a half and over. <laughs> it, just, it, it, it was unbelievable, really. And then you get to that situation where in the third innings of the game, he, he, he could have just let it just meander and it's going to be a draw and we'll move on to the next game, as has been done many, many times. He declares and he leaves a very generous declaration on a pitch that's still doing nothing. And I think that spooked Pakistan. I, I didn't think they were expecting him to declare. And they were caught in two minds. What should we do? Try and draw the game. And I don't think it entered the minds to let's try and win it. Because I, I've, I've gone on record as saying that the way that England are playing, it needs a team, and in this instance it's Pakistan, to take them on. 
is stare them in the eye, don't take a step backwards and take them on. And that will work. It's amazing. I mean, again, this is the beauty of test cricket, isn't it? That the whole game can change. And while you can't take your eyes, a decent test match between two decent sides, um, that dec- oh, I think you're absolutely right. It was all about that, dec- that declaration. But also... The speed of the batting, the, it's, it's a brand of test cricket that we haven't seen from anyone, let alone England. And the turnaround in, with the arrival of, of, of Ben Stokes and um, McCullum as well is, is, is quite breathtaking, isn't it? It is. And, and I think that I, I know Rob Key really well. I think this has got Rob Key written all over it. You look at the players that have come into the team, Will Jacks, um, Harry Brook, Ben Duckett. You, you know, you'd you think, well, hang, hang on, we're... Who's picking these? But they, they slot into what England want them to do or how they want them to play. And so the other thing, which is very important, Test match cricket will always be under threat. It always gets a, a negative from time to time because it's competing with some very sexy white ball cricket, some wonderful franchise cricket, some wonderful T20 leagues all around the world. So test match cricket is competing with those. So how do you compete? Play the same way. Play exactly the same way and get that message out. And the message that I'm hearing time and time again, we're not interested in draws. If we lose, we lose. But we're not interested in draws because we will compete with us all this white ball cricket and it will be good to watch. It's good to see the players as well, um, enjoying themselves and playing with a smile on their faces. And, and and you saw the elation at the end. But, I mean, even during the game, it looked like everyone was 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 up for it. And um, it did, there wasn't kind of... Sometimes you watch Test cricket and you'll see people tortured or angry or losing it a little bit. It doesn't seem to be the case now. No. And I think that comes down to the management of the team and the captain. You, you've got to create the environment. Number one, the environment. You create that as a management team. Now you want everybody to buy into it and then the team itself creates a culture. And so, you know, they're going to carry on playing this way. There'll be times when they have just to throttle back and they will do. They'll throttle back a bit. But let's just take it back a touch to the 90s and a fantastic Australia team. I I was England coach at the time. They had a fantastic side and their edict was to score as quickly as possible. And they were going up four plus and over. That's not six and a half, four plus. At the time, yeah. At that time was massive. And, you know, I was great pals with with Shane Warren. And Shane would talk cricket all day. I mean, he was a real larrikin. He enjoyed life. But when you got him on about cricket and about that, He said, the faster we get our runs, the quicker we can bowl the opposition out. Because to win a test match, you've got to get 20 wickets. And so you're not going to take 20 wickets when you're batting. So get your runs quickly, get them as quick as you can, and then get down to bowling. Yeah, and I think that's that's what is going to bring... I don't think test cricket necessarily... You know, people... Test matches in this country sell out all the time. It doesn't seem to matter who it is. People come along. But it's it's in other countries where it, it struggles a little bit. And, and looking at the crowds for the Australian World Cup that just finished, um, 
there was a bit of a wonder about is cricket struggling in Australia, but surely if the Australians, for example, might adopt this style of cricket, that it's not got an issue and the crowds will come back? Yeah, I'm absolutely certain. And that's one thing that Australia will do. They'll go toe to toe. And there's a, a test series going on at the minute in Australia with the West Indies, and there's hardly anybody there. Yeah. There's anybody watching the game. And so I take your point, but in Australia, if they fancy it, they'll turn up. And that other thing about England, I mean, we we sell out all the time. Mm. And the tickets are astronomical, a ridiculous amount of money to, to buy a ticket at most of the venues, particularly in London. Um, but, you know, when you go to New Zealand and play test match cricket, they've got it right. They're lovely little grounds, they're intimate grounds. And although there's only six or 7,000 people there, it's full. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, it's a bit of a trick, really. Oh, it's a full house. Well, there's not that many there, but it creates an atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. And what do you make of, could, could England or English broadcasters take a leaf out of the Pakistan uh, broadcasting style of having tea breaks? And this is brought to you by Tetley's Tea. <laughs> or was it Sensodyne gum? <laughs> well, it, I, I have to tell you, I, I haven't seen it because I haven't got it. Uh, um, oh. So I was following the game by other methods and listening and, and listening to Aggers and company um, and following it online. Um, but I know what the broadcasters are doing. They'll have paid a lot of money and they've got to get it back. They've got to get that revenue back. <laughs> and, 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 and it's interesting as a broadcaster, when you go to India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, the, the, it, it's not a problem to the viewers over there that there are adverts flying all over the place. It's just not a problem. Um, but it, in England, it would be. It would be a massive problem. Yeah. And uh, why it doesn't happen. I mean, we, we have regulation on how many adverts you can throw in in an hour. Um, and, it, you know, it's pretty pretty strict, is that. But I, I have noticed that when I've been broadcasting in India, you can get adverts each ball. Oh, God. And all round the screen. They're all strapped round the screen. But it's not a problem to the people who are watching over there. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's a bit like in America as well. American sport is yes. deluged with uh, with adverts and sponsors as well. Mm -hmm. So the, the next test starts on Friday. Um, more of the same, do you think? Yeah, they'll, they'll try. They'll, I mean, they've got the message out there that, that England, are, we're going to play as aggressively as we can do. I think that's important. They've also added that as aggressively as we can do. They're not going to, you know, commit Harry Carrier like Kamikaze. Um, they'll, they'll assess the situation and score as quickly as they can. They're very lucky, Darren, I can tell you they're very lucky. And it's been terrific the way that they've played, but they're very lucky that Wakar Yunus and Wazim Akram are turning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can only play what's in front of you. <laughs> uh, well on that note David we will leave it and um, I wish you thank you very much for joining us and um, I hope you have a great Christmas and uh, a happy new year have you got any big plans or anything or are you just having a quiet one Darren it'll be like it always is um, the door will be locked and nobody comes in <laughs> <laughs> not even three wise men bearing gifts no, there'd be nobody bringing any gifts up. Well, they wouldn't find it for a start. <laughs> <laughs>
Bumble, always fantastic to talk to you and always a pleasure. Uh, many thanks for your time and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.